0: Welcome to the Unborn Movement by Words to Inspire. We invite you to be informed, to be involved, and to be in prayer. On these podcasts, you'll hear stories from women and men who tell of the damaging after effects of legal abortion, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Such a dark stain on our nations around the world. The ripple effect on moms, dads, grandparents, and siblings impacts not only this generation, but generations to come. We are committed to also telling you, through these dynamic stories, about the amazing grace of our Heavenly Father. He offers love, forgiveness, and restoration to all who call on Him. We pray that every podcast highlights God's healing grace. And now today's podcast. Today on our Unborn Movement podcast, I'll be reading a story from Unborn Untold, True Stories of Abortion and God's Healing Grace. This story has been written by Felicia Samard, and it's titled, What Hope Looks Like. When I was younger, I believed that abortion was a form of birth control. Of course, as a child, I believed many things, such as daily police visits, were common for all families due to drug, alcohol, and physical abuse between parents. By the time I was 10 years old, I believed, in fact I knew, that I no longer wanted to live in a house with strange men sleeping on our couches. I had been born into an addicted family. Crack cocaine and alcohol were my parents' choice of toxins and poisons. As you can imagine, it was a very dysfunctional home that included incest and molestations by drug dealers. Even at a young age, I decided I no longer wanted to be a victim of those broken men who seemed to sexually gravitate towards children. And I understood that what my brother was doing By joining in was not normal either. By the time I was 11, you'd be looking at a girl who smoked cigarettes daily and who would lose her virginity at 13 to one of her mother's crack cocaine dealers, a dealer who was later shot in the chest with a shotgun and pronounced dead at the scene. For a long time, I thought I was untouchable, a rebellious, Reckless child. I was a liar, manipulator, and depressed. I hated everyone and trusted no one, especially myself. I was suicidal and I hated my gender because, in my world, it felt as though it rendered me powerless. In 2005, my family got shot at and we ended up in the witness protection program. When I was 16, I was told to drop out of high school and to help support the family. At 18, I was kicked out of my home and homeless because the government stopped issuing the baby bonus at that age and I was no longer their paycheck. So an extremely abusive man who had once handcuffed me in his mother's basement offered me shelter. By 21 I had lived in 19 different apartments, in parks, on benches, and in cars, centers, and shelters. Perhaps inevitably, in my quest for survival, I landed myself a one-way ticket to the Vanier Women's Correctional Facility. I had no hope because I had no idea what hope even looked like. Then I found myself pregnant and holding the weight of the world in a tiny ultrasound. At the top of the ultrasound picture, it said, Felicia Simard, which made it all very real. It wasn't the first time I had been here. Maybe because I would believed what society said about abortion being a form of birth control, or maybe even more because I was terrified of being found out. I had chosen to end that pregnancy. I wish I'd had more hope for that one. But this one, at 21, I was holding her. Literally and figuratively, that black and white photograph showed me for the first time in a long time, maybe ever, what hope really looked like. I was homeless. I was a high functioning drug addict, weekend cocaine addict, alcoholic, and I was pregnant. So why did I choose life? Because I found a resource, another way, a place of safety, something tangible to help support my new walk, my new journey, a not so local maternity home. Before I entered the home of wings, wait invest, nurture, grow, soar, maternity, I was a negative atheist. I knew it was a requirement to go to church if I wanted to stay there, but I didn't mind because I'd attended Catholic school and simply wanted a bed to sleep in instead of floors and cars. Two short years later, that home and Jesus made a believer out of me. I accepted Christ into my life, not because of a religious establishment or Sunday services, although those were becoming more and more enjoyable with time, but because I saw Marion Cousins, the mother hen and owner of the home, walking the walk. She didn't just talk about Jesus or act hypocritical. She wasn't perfect, nor did she pretend to be. I respected that she was human in every way, but still lived out her Christian faith in a way I'd never witnessed before. I felt the love immediately when I walked through the doors. Many of the girls complained about the daily programs in the home, such as prenatal, cooking, school, inner healing, art, therapy, and counseling. But personally, I was thankful for a safe place to rest my head and structure. I thrived on structure, in fact, and have needed to create it many times because of the organized chaos in my life, so it was nice to not be the self-delegator for this part of my life. We ran as a family, and just like families, we bumped heads many times, but we also shared moments and memories together as a unit. We went on special outings and events like Great Wolf Lodge and Medieval Times, Places I would never have been able to go without the support and community surrounding Wings maternity. Living with three or four other moms at a time was often a challenge, as we were indeed all very pregnant and all very hormonal women. But I gained a sisterhood, even for a time, and found it helpful to have the others in my life as we walked with each other through our new mama journeys. Before this home, I wasn't sure how being a mom was even feasible for me. All I knew was that I needed to care for my babe on the way, emotionally, spiritually, financially, and morally, the way I needed to be cared for when I was a child. Unfortunately, I had no idea where to start or what that would even look like. Wings taught me how to begin to be a mom giving me the practical and spiritual tools that I needed, tools of hope, tools I needed to believe I could really do it. Even after the birth of my daughter, this home gave me a community of people to help support my daughter and me in the process of becoming a family. It was a stepping stone into what I now feel called to do. The support I found at the maternity home offered me another option when I found out I was pregnant. That option was to choose life. And when I chose life for my unborn child, my own life began. Since the birth of my beautiful daughter, I have traveled to assemblies all over Ontario, sharing my absolute nothing-to-something glory story to show others that God really does resurrect us out of our ashes, and make us into something beautiful. Getting off drugs, finding a home, and walking away from my choice of toxic liquids sober was a miracle. Maybe I could have done those things myself, given enough time and support, but God, only God, could, in four short years, do all that while elevating me to a place of forgiveness and healing a place that changed the way I speak to myself as well as others, how I interact with people and give back to society. He opened doors for me to pursue higher education by completing seminary courses and working towards a bachelor's degree in theology. God transformed my mind and enabled me to safely deliver a beautiful seven-pound, two-ounce baby girl into this world, changing mine forever. And he brought it all together by gifting us with a heaven-sent father figure and a man who brought redemption to mankind, including me and my tiny yet mighty family. With the word of God as my coach I have emerged from the empty shell of myself to a place of transparency in sharing my story with organizations, charities, nonprofits, assemblies, churches, newspapers, local television networks, and most excitedly, at the feet of Parliament Hill. And now I'm sharing with you. I have been the face on brochures for religious organizations, pro life organizations, and maternity homes. I've been featured in local and not so local newspapers, in articles and websites, as a guest blogger on the on the rise social media platforms, and had pieces of my story told on global television. From the feedback I have received, my story has had an impact on hearts. It has changed lives, and only God could do that. He is the God of acceleration, of redemption, of healing, of elevation. By most standards, I should never have had this beautiful child. Many would argue that since I did not appear to be in a position to support her or give her the stable home she needed, I should have simply ended her life. But God, God created my child and has a plan for her life. Why would He not then enable me to take care of her? I want to encourage anyone who may be facing an unplanned pregnancy, whether you are religious or not, since unplanned pregnancies do not discriminate, or if you know someone who is, if I could in the most vulnerable and broken state imaginable. Choose life and come out on the other side, not just surviving, but thriving. Then anyone facing an unplanned pregnancy is capable of being not just brave enough, but strong enough to choose life. Support and resources are available. Grab them. I did not have any idea what kind of help was available, until I found myself in a situation where I desperately needed it. And that's why I have such a passion to be an ambassador for pro-life issues in Canada. Help is available. Options exist. Organizations such as Choice for True have championed me and repeatedly given me a platform to share my story. Our hope is that others like me Will find the substantial support and information needed to navigate through other options for mom and baby, so that the pregnancy, even an unplanned one, doesn't end in abortion. In Revelation 12:11, it says, "They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony." Satan desires death, but God brings life. And death is defeated when we share our stories, when we testify what God has done, and when we show love and support for those struggling with a decision of whether or not to have an abortion. May God use my story to show each of these women that they are loved, their babies are loved, and there is help and support available for them so that they can choose life wow what a beautiful story felicia has written the hope that she has offered to women in dire situations i couldn't have said it any better myself there is hope there is help reach out for it i pray that you'll pass this story on to the many that may need to hear someone has who has been there on the streets, desperate, without hope. And yet, the hope of her baby gave her the start of a new life. Thanks for tuning in today, and I really want you to share what you have heard with others. Check out our website, wordstoinspire.ca. You can purchase Unborn Untold, True Stories of Abortion, And God's Healing Grace right there on our website. You can also purchase it on Amazon or any online store. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Ruth Coghill with Words to Inspire. As we close off today, I invite you to be part of the Unborn Movement. There are several ways to be involved. Why not join the Unborn Movement Facebook page Get involved in a local pregnancy center or start the conversation in your church, providing a safe place for stories to be told. For there is a lot of pain in the pews. Find out more about our ministry at wordstoinspire.ca or contact me, ruth at wordstoinspire.ca. I'm Ruth Coghill for the Unborn Movement. Bye for now.